This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. On a Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Live in Los Angeles, it's The Hurt. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you for making us part of your day. Radio, TV, social media, whatever it is. J-Mac. I drove into work this morning. Last night, it was cool this morning. Last night, it was perfect. Made me feel like I was back in the Pacific Northwest or the Northeast. Loved that cool weather at night. Lit a cigar. Sat back there. Not not lonely. I was alone. Very pensive. Wait, wait. Thought no. about sports and where we're going. And it, has, it felt like the beginning of football. Now, I know it's going to get warmer in Southern California, July and August. But it, the weather's making me feel... Like it's football season. Look at you dropping SAT vocabulary words. Pensive. Yeah. On a Wednesday morning and, early. And poignant. And talking about a cigar. <laughs> Jeez, what a night that was. It was. So, um, interesting story. Star receiver Stephon DeViggs, Buffalo Bills. Very, very unhappy. Why? Something I've been on for a long time. So, three years ago, all of us sort of believed the AFC was going to be Mahomes and Josh Allen. It was going to be Brady and Manning. We, we found our guys. They're unbelievable. And then two years ago, we added another, Joe Burrow. Like, well, this, this, this kid's good. So we found our Brady, Manning, and Big Ben. The AFC is going to go through three guys, three-star quarterbacks, like it did Brady, Manning, Big Ben. It's going to be Mahomes, Josh Allen, and this emerging stud, Joe Burrow. And where are we today? Well, last time we checked on Patrick Mahomes, three Super Bowl appearances, one, two, rebuilt the wide receiver group in the offensive line, did his offensive head coach. He's happy he's winning. He's got that offensive coach and support system. Mahomes is everything we thought he would be. Let's check in with Joe Burrow, also has an offensive coach. He's been to a Super Bowl. They rebuilt their offensive line and lots of weapons. He's winning. Not beating Mahomes in the big one, but winning and very happy. 
And where is Josh Allen with a rigid defensive coach? Fifth year, can't get the offensive line right. Last year, if you took out Josh Allen rushing yards, still a crappy run game, 24th. Josh Allen's running too much, getting hit too much. Now the star receiver is unhappy and they can't develop a second receiver. Gosh, I wonder what it could be. The defensive, rigid, conservative head coach, Sean McDermott. These guys are tone deaf. Belichick puts a defensive coordinator at OC with Mac Jones. Mike Tomlin, five years. O-line still stinks. Sean McDermott is the issue. Pro Football Focus did a preseason offensive line ranking. That's sort of an important position. Protect your star quarterback. Seven of the eight top O-lines. Offensive head coaches. Seven of eight. By the way... Pro Football Focus has the most improved offensive line in the offseason. One of two, Sean Payton, offensive coach. Fixed it in three months. Sean McDermott can't fix it in five years. What did he do this offseason? Went and signed another defensive lineman and gave Ed Oliver a very expensive extension. I watched Sean McDermott get outcoached by Mike McDaniel of Miami three times last year. One time he beat him, another time to a loss to walk off field goal, and Skylar Thompson in Buffalo, cold, chilly weather, took Josh Allen to the wire. That's embarrassing. There's another defensive coach. He's young. He's got promise. D'Amico Ryans, Houston Texans. You see the story today? He's going to have an open quarterback competition. What, you just drafted C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. Davis Mills tied for the NFL lead in interceptions. He's 5-19-1. He's not the guy. Give C.J. Stroud every snap today until the season starts. That's what offensive coach Frank Reich announced last week. Yeah, Bryce Young's the guy. Remove controversy, remove media questions, All D'Amico Ryans is doing is begging for the Houston media, ask, point, questions, doubt, who's the guy. The offensive coach gets it. The defensive coach is tone deaf. Davis Mills, really? That's that's the future? So when I see that uh, Stephon Diggs is unhappy, Andy Reid doesn't have these problems, Zach Taylor doesn't have these problems, Sean McVay doesn't have these problems. And by the way, Kyle Shanahan, offensive coach, when Debo got unhappy for about an hour and a half, fixed it, immediately done, paid him, happy. Sean McDermott, last chance. He's the issue. Watched him get out coached by Mike McDaniel three times. You can't lose to Miami if you have Josh Allen. Can't. Not against Skylar Thompson. Got a win going away. Not against Tua. Got a win going away. It's a quarterback mismatch. Size, strength, mobility, arm strength. Got a win going away. All right, so I saw this was interesting. So Bill Simmons' podcast had Doc Rivers on it. And I had said during the season that the MVP vote was more of an anti-Jokic vote. He'd won two straight. Nobody wanted to give him a third. Then it was a pro-Embiid vote. There was no reason, no reason you could say Embiid was more valuable. His team had a winning record when he didn't play. The net rating was like plus seven 
when he didn't play. Denver's net rating when Jokic doesn't play is minus five. It's a double-digit swing. Isn't that the definition of valuable? Doc Rivers, talking to Bill Simmons, now he's no longer the Sixers coach, he loves Joel Embiid, but listen to these comments. Number one, he has to be healthy in the playoffs, you know, and this was the healthiest, but he still wasn't 100%. Then number two for, for Joe is he's got to make all his players better in the playoffs, and he has the ability. Now, I stayed on him daily. He's just got to do that on a consistent basis, not just on the court, but also off the court. And so fighting that early on when I first got there was huge. Joe, you need to play tonight. Joe, you can play tonight. Now he's up in games. And so he's, he's crossed that barrier. The next one will be making his teammates better. So Doc Rivers had to talk Embiid into playing on certain nights. And he says he's hopeful, even though he's gone, that he can eventually consistently make his teammates better. And that's your MVP. It was an anti-Jokic vote. He's not nearly as valuable as Jokic. Uh, and I said this before the long Denver playoff run. The MVP vote has become the MIP vote. Most interesting person. Embiid is more interesting. Maybe the NBA season is so long that writers need to be entertained. They're looking for stories and narratives they can put their arms around. But Russell Westbrook's never been the most valuable anything. He's just talented. But KD bailed on him, so he was the most interesting player. James Harden's quirky, fashionable, had the step back. It's never made anybody significantly better, but he was the most interesting player in the league. And Embiid is interesting. He's funny. He's very social. He's, you know, he's, he's hard not to like, but he's not more valuable. I know, I know, I know, I know. Colin, can't count the playoffs. This is a regular season award. I know. I looked it up. The Sixers without Embiid were 11-5. and five. They were better when he was off the floor. The net rating was plus seven. The Nuggets were a disaster when Jokic didn't play well. And here's the thing, pivoting to the playoffs, Jokic always plays well. He's always available. He had 20 playoff games. They went 16-4. and four. He didn't have a clunker. I mean, there was one game he got into foul trouble. He didn't have a clunker. He's more durable. He's more analytically superior. He makes players better. Doc Rivers acknowledging. You know, I, I had to tell Embiid, you got to play tonight. You think anybody has that discussion with Jokic? <laughs> he has to consistently make everybody better. Jokic does. Like, I understand that Embiid is more interesting. And I also understand it's a regular season award. But let's be honest right now. Jokic is the best basketball player in the world. Embiid, when he's playing, we watch this during the playoffs. A lot of times his team stands around and watches him dribble. Like, I like Embiid, but there was an argument that really the MVP, if not Jokic, was Giannis. He was the number one seed. He, for a player that played at least 50 games, had the highest win-loss percentage record. You could argue it was Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, or Giannis, Jokic, Embiid. But the MVP has become the MIP. And Embiid, I'll say this, is very interesting and very likable and very funny and very talented. But I thought those comments 
by Doc Rivers to Bill Simmons. Kind of eye-opening. I know, I know. It's a regular season award. I know. Look at the net rating. Look at the win-loss record when he didn't play. Look at the elevation of others. It felt like it was an anti-Jokic vote. And by the way, nobody hates Jokic. That's, that's a silly narrative. Nobody hates Jokic. He's not the most fascinating player. But nobody hate David Robinson wasn't fascinating. Duncan wasn't fascinating. Nobody hated Tim Duncan. When I hear that, oh, Americans, they don't embrace. No, no, no. I saw the ratings for the NBA playoffs. They were the highest in five years. I saw the ratings for the finals, a tick below the dynastic Warriors and the Celtics, huge brand. So people like watching Jokic. His game's got a little garbage element to it, a lot of putbacks and long and not dynamic. Nobody hates Jokic. That, that's just outright. You don't win the MVP twice if people hate you. His game is not the most flamboyant. He looked weird at the All-Star game. Like he literally didn't fit at the All-Star game. That's okay. Not every great player does. I grew up with Jack Sigma. Very good player. Many of you in the Northwest still lives up there. Great basketball player. All-Star qualities. Would have been ter- would never have fit into an All-Star game. Dr. J, they built it for him. Magic, LeBron, Michael Jordan, Embiid. There are certain guys they built the All-Star game for. Nobody hates Jokic, but he is unquestionably the most valuable player in the league. Regular season, postseason, it's not necessarily close. Nobody has to talk him into playing. Nobody has to hope he elevates others. J-Mac, starting strong here on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, the, the, the person pushing this hate Jokic agenda, former yeah. teammate of yours, is really out, out of bounds here. You know what it is? It's that people really like Joel Embiid. Yes. Why? Because of the personality, funny. the talk, the social media. He's they great. like Embiid. They don't hate Jokic. He's just, he's not on social media. He's he's not in the discussion. Yeah, well, he doesn't have juice. You yeah, know? I, I don't, there are people in this league that, that have been, uh, I mean, LeBron is polarizing. Of course. Jokic isn't polarizing. He can be uninteresting if you like a dynamic, uh, a vertical. I mean, there's no question. Of all the bigs in the league right now, for the record, Kareem was stoic. Kareem wasn't, he was a brilliant guy, academic, but Kareem was kind of a stoic, prickly personality. Shaq was a riot. Shaq yeah. is funny. Shaq's on TV. Shaq was in movies. But it didn't mean people hated yes. Kareem. It just, he didn't draw you. Duncan was the same thing. So, but th- th- this idea, like the MVP, it's like, take, take the votes away. I mean, let's be honest about this. When Doc Rivers knows oh. Embiid, he's giving you a little behind the curtain. Yeah. Hey, Joel, you got to play tonight. That's not a discussion they're having in Denver. This guy wants to literally so much about team. When they asked him about the MVP, he's like, I want to buy another horse. I want to go to my homeland. It's like he's just into family and team and winning, and that's all it is. By the way, this is not an anti-Embiid rant. It's a pro-Jokic yes. rant. Yeah. This, I, I think Embiid's a riot. I think he's really good. I think I would have voted him second or third. I I wasn't outraged when Embiid won. He had a good year. He had to deal with the Ben Simmons nonsense, yeah. the James Harden stuff. Like It's not been an easy yeah. road for him, and I understand people who like Embiid. A hey, quick word on the Bills, Colin. So they underwhelmed at the end of last year losing in the playoffs, and now they've got the Stephon Diggs drama. There's some speculation that the head coach is on the hot seat. I want to see how this team deals with some adversity. We haven't seen this. This team's been up, 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 and away the last three years. First real adversity here. Let's see what happens to Buffalo. Out of the gate with my Jets on Monday Night Football. Where's that game at? Jets are at home. 
The line has come down. It was three. Now it's one and a half. Buffalo favored on the road. They can't get their own line right. That's why the Jets played him tough oh, last Stephon, year. The Stephon Diggs situation is very real. He showed up at the facility, was there, and then said, I'm not going. I'm not going to practice. I'm like, what? That's <laughs> 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 not my team. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is great to have you in. Um, College basketball has expanded their March Madness. More teams in now than ever for years. And people still grumble about seeding and one or two teams not getting in. College football is going to a 12-team playoff here in a couple of years. I can't wait for it. Uh, but it's not going to eliminate the grumbling. Somebody's going to, And I can already tell you where the grumbling is going to happen. So the story yesterday that came out, the SEC... College Football Powerhouse Conference in the South, and the Big Ten smack dab in the middle of the country, Michigan, Wisconsin, Ohio State, um, each top $2 billion in athletic department revenue. Blew away the ACC, the Pac-12, uh, the Big 12, blew them away. And I have no problem in any part of life. It could be law, it could be entertainment. If you want it more and you work harder, you should make more. You may have to pay more in taxes, but I believe in rewarding people who are more committed, sacrifice more, and work harder. You do deserve more money. Again, tax system, argue it all you want. But the Big Ten was already a big breadwinner. One or two, back and forth, big money. And yet they were actively recruiting USC and UCLA. They already had Michigan, Penn State, big money programs, Ohio State, Wisconsin, actively recruiting them. The SEC was king. And they actively recruited Texas and Oklahoma. 
The Big 12, ACC, and Pac-12, asleep at the wheel, have nobody to blame but themselves. The biggest, best companies don't rest on their laurels. Apple did not create the iPhone and say, we're done here. Same with Amazon. The Pac-12 hired a commissioner years ago with no college football resume. It was littered with tennis. Larry Scott, shocker, he didn't understand the value of college football. At least our tennis programs out here got good. Give me a break. When we go to a 12-team playoff, you know, you know the media is going to ask for small schools to get in and get Cincinnati and Boise State and TCU. And I got no problem with six of the 12 coming from the Big Ten and the SEC. Some years, seven. They're more committed. They're more aggressive. They've got better facilities. They recruit better. Why would I have a problem with it? Why should there be equal representation when there isn't equal commitment, equal vision, equal players, equal talent? I watch Michigan's recruiting class. Have you seen USC's in the last year? Ohio State, USC got another commitment this morning. I see Alabama's, Georgia's, LSU's, Texas. They should have half the teams in. Go look at their revenue. So you can see the argument coming and the complaining coming. And I can tell you right now, the media is going to want like, okay, two Big Ten teams and maybe two, no, half the field should be SEC and Big Ten. There's a reason they have the best recruiting classes. There is a reason. They're more committed. They got better vision, better facilities, turn out more NFL players. And by the way, the Big Ten and the SEC were already making the most money. And they were actively recruiting football powers. Texas here, Oklahoma, USC. I see this. I've heard this argument for years. Well, you know, the, the SEC has those 100,000-seat stadiums. So does the Big Ten. Pac-12 struggles to fill 58,000-seat stadiums. You give them 100,000, they'd look like a Cleveland Indians baseball game in April. Nobody would be there. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This Cleveland Guardians. is the Herdline News. The Cleveland Guardians, my bad. Guardians. Guardians. Yeah, yeah. A lot of happening uh, in the sports world, Colin. Um, this one, listen, we hinted at this last week. I tried to talk about Zion Williamson, but it was kind of a no-fly zone. I'm just telling you, something's going on in New Orleans. I think so. So, Sham Sharania is reporting that the New Orleans Pelicans are considering trading Zion Williamson, perhaps... In an effort to move up and maybe get Scoot Henderson, who they're enamored with in the draft. Scoot Henderson is kind of a Derrick Rose-ish player. Yeah. Who some people had as two, and now they're saying three. I've had him two all along. Yeah, I always thought he was the second best yeah. player. So then Brian Winhorst uh, said on uh, the other network today that the Pelicans are getting aggressive in moving up for Scoot Henderson. Now, he didn't say Zion, but the, the scuttlebutt is you're, you're not going to move up to— Like, Brandon Ingram is not going to get— uh, Portland all or Charlotte, they're not going to get excited by Brandon Ingram. It's got to be Zion Williams. I've got to tell you something. I would do that if I was Portland in a second. Yeah. First of all, young, dynamic Derrick Rose comps don't win championships. Well, Gar- outside Rose, of, outside of staff. Minute. Rose did win an MVP, and they okay. were in the. Uh, they yeah. made a run uh, to the conference uh, finals, I think, one, early. Uh, I know LeBron shut him down. Yeah, I know. who cares? In the end, you want to <laughs> win championships? Duncan, Jokic, Shaq. Or wings, Michael, Kobe. You're not winning them with dynamic point guards. We've gone over this with John Morant, Rose, Wall. You're not winning championships. So I can still get the 14th pick if I'm Portland. I still get a good pick because I think uh, New Orleans has the 14th pick. And I get Zion Williamson. 
So I'm going to get an NBA player, probably a fifth starter at 14, and I get Zion, I do it in a second. So is this the Pelicans sending a message to Zion? Hey, dude, we love you, but this off-court nonsense embarrassed our team last week. I know people will say, hey, a lot of players have done this off the court with, uh, you know, dancers How about and this? stuff. How about but this? This is real. Like, Zion is screwing up in New Orleans badly. How- it's much harder to get in trouble in Portland. Louisiana, New Orleans is a party town, a port city. It's wild. It's fun. It is hard for a young guy not to be lured in. Go to New Orleans for a weekend. I have okay. before. It's a good time. Now, what about Charlotte, who is drafting two, and Zion is from South Carolina, so it's proximity. Is it good to be home, if I you would, will? I would, John Morant, I believe is from where's is he from somewhere on the east coast yeah and like memphis all his all his crew came to like hang yeah. with him and so it ain't great i don't know if zion should be going to charlotte no i i think if i was zion send zion out to damp sleepy gray sky portland hard to get in trouble restart get away from his guys how, how is the uh cuisine in portland i think it's it? one of the great underrated food cities underrated, ever okay. but, but but it's not new orleans yeah I, okay right so new orleans yeah it's just <laughs> different years ago i had an nfl gm tell me this you have to be careful when you're in a port city miami new orleans new york they're more active they have more of a nightlife port cities be very careful about taking kids with immaturity issues You know, it's harder to get in trouble in Kansas City or Indianapolis or, you know what I mean? So there's there's some argument there that uh, the port cities, L.A., it's wilder. It's a late night city. It's more active. There's all that commerce. And so I think New Orleans for a young player can be hard. And these NBA guys come in at 19 years old. Move Zion West. The Blazers get a forward finally. They've been looking for one for about eight years. Well, I mean, he's played 29 games in two years. 29. so, So you're getting him. At the bottom. Yeah. Right? Like, you're getting him now. With you're, You don't have to give up nearly as much. And I'm giving up Scoot Henderson, who could be a dynamic player. It's not a championship player. So He's going to be fun to watch. I'm curious. If you're Charlotte, Michael Jordan is reportedly selling the franchise. If you're Charlotte, you can't get free agents there. Right? You can't do that. But Zion now has his long-term deal. Do you, I mean, like, listen, this is a high-risk, high-reward move. We don't know if this is Greg Oden or like. Well, I would say. I don't know how much Zion's going to play, but if he's on the court. Charlotte is a NASCAR college basketball hotbed. It, it's not been a great NBA city. LaMelo and Zion sells a lot of tickets. Well, this that would be shades of Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning. Yeah, Remember fun. back in the day when they, fun. They, they were. They had a lot of potential, then they feuded, but LaMelo and Zion it's fun. is like the new Instagram team in the yes, NBA. Like yes. they are on League Pass and, and if, people are talking about it. Yeah, no, I mean I, I that would be a fun team to watch. You would I would I would get on my treadmill and if they were on you're checking them out. You're absolutely there's value in that if you're not a championship team. I just think New Orleans and Zion feels like it's like Memphis and Jaw. If you move him somewhere else, Jaw may just get his act together. Some, I mean, we've seen more mature players, Wiggins, Aaron Gordon, go to a new environment and flourish. Let's talk about these young players. Jaw and Zion are great talents, but they feel like young, face of the franchise, too much pressure, and they both went a little sideways. Let's let's give him a new beginning. I, I I would if I was Charlotte or Portland, I'd be very interested okay, in that. Put yourself real quick in Zion Williamson's shoes. You see these reports coming from credible reporters. Yeah. Do you just let it slide? Do you go to management and be like, guys, guys, what's what's going on? How are you going to do me like this? Like, I want to be here. Do you fight for it or do you say, you know what, I'm done with these guys? Because Zion is in that really tricky zone right now, where he's not playing, he's screwing around off the court, and. You just start to wonder, man. This is a guy who, when he plays, he puts up Shaq-like numbers in the paint. He is utterly dominant, historically. But he can't, he doesn't play. 
I'm Portland. I'm Charlotte. I'm at, now, I'm not giving up Victor Wembanyama. Right. But I don't think the gap between the third or fourth best player and the 13th is that gigantic this year. I think it's, it's, it's viewed as a very good draft. Maybe I'll, I'll ask my buddy Ryan Rosillo. He follows this stuff. But I mean, like, the difference between the fourth best player and the 13th, I think, is pretty slender. I think Victor's on his own island. I, now, I've seen the, 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 the Scoot Henderson guy. I've seen the video. I saw him play a game. He's wildly dynamic. But again, I've seen that over and over it's fun it's not a championship that's not a championship recipe so to me if you're in pro sports it's about winning championships it's like it's like the running quarterback you gotta throw stuff from the pocket uh, again not to knock it down but like when people drafted Steph Curry nobody's saying oh yeah that's a good pick he's the exception he's gonna win championships and also he stayed in college multiple years his dad played in the league he was uniquely mature he got a great coach a lot of things went in Steph's favor Jamal Murray when they drafted Jamal Murray's not a dynamic point guard Jamal's a two guard he got hurt he got humbled it was slow growth nobody when Jamal Murray came out of college we weren't talking. I mean, he wasn't getting the Instagram love of Jaw yeah, no, or Derrick Rose or Wall. Those guys were like, I mean, John Wall was the fastest player I'd ever seen in the league. Can you get these dynamic athletes to shoot the basketball? We know you can dunk. We know you can jump over everybody. Well, I mean, Practice 500 threes a day. Get well, him with the shot close. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, shot doctor or whatever. I'm not saying young dynamic guards don't have value. But I, they feel sometimes a little frivolous and irrelevant when you put them up. I mean, Trey Young's a really good player. Uh, you know, that's another I, my guy. No, I like I like Trey Young okay. a lot. And I think Quinn Snyder will get the most out yes. of Trey Young. But I don't see him as a championship player. Okay. Uh, in the NFL, Field Yates is reporting the Rams are restructuring the contract of Cooper Cup, converting some of his base salary Love into that. a signing bonus, creating yeah. a $10 million cap space for the team. Um, obviously, Cup played in just nine games last year at the ankle injury now remember uh i had told i had talked about how they tried to get matt stafford remember that uh yeah. caused a little kerfuffle uh out here in la they tried to get stafford to do it stafford said uh-uh uh-uh not i'm not so doing it Cooper cup did it i wonder um i like them more than you but i think they need to go out and get a number two corner over the course. So keep your eye on this. Wait, number two what? A corner. Because... Uh, well, they don't have a one. Ramsey's gone. No, I know. But they've got a bunch of young kids. They, okay. you, you don't have to be great at corner to be a very good football team. Was okay. Kansas City great at corner last no, year? No, but they were good at pass rush. Well, that's the key. Yeah. And so Aaron Donald provides that. They went heavy in the draft on edge rushers. I, I, talk, I text Les Need on this. I think they need to go get a veteran pass rusher, a guy that can get you eight or nine sacks for a number two corner. Did, did they just let go of, uh, what's his name? Floyd. Floyd. We yeah. got it very expensive. So what they're I, what they're doing is they're they they have several needs. They think they've cleaned up the O line a little bit. Um, oh my gosh, I'm just I'm looking what? at their draft. They drafted like 15 dudes. No, no, they went all edge rusher, outside linebacker. They went heavy into that this draft. Next year's draft, I believe, will be running back, receiver. It'll be a speed draft. So has Snead said anything about? Uh, I know they like Stetson Bennett, but uh, Nick Hampton, fifth round pick. No, he'll he'll play. By- Byron Young, linebacker. No, well, they gotta play. They don't have any dudes. I, this is going to be a team we're divided the, on. No, the, it, this is one of our... I believe in a sport that you and I agree on something. Quarterback coach is about 75% of it. Fair. Yeah, I mean, if you if you got the quarterback and the coach, you're going to win a lot of games. And they have that. 
Matt Stafford, before he got injured last year, the year, previous year threw for 5,000 yards. Yeah. Cooper Cup had 150 catches. Well, look, Stafford threw for 5,000 yards because the offensive line barely missed a game all season. Whitworth came in here talking yeah, about so it. So we like, also know the O-line's not going to have that kind of injury bug. So I get McVay, elite. Stafford, absolutely top six or seven. Dar- uh, Aaron Donald is still a top... Th- he-, he was the highest-ranked defensive lineman when he played last year. And I get a star weapon in Cooper Cup. In the weaker NFC. You can't tell me they're going to struggle again this year. The way you just broke down their stars, it reminded me of like the Miami Heat with LeBron at the end. Yeah. Like, hey, we're top-heavy. After that, I don't know. And they got blasted by the Spurs. Well, I mean, but they did get to the finals. They won yeah, a that, That's wreck. fair. And so- then... And then uh, LeBron pieced out. So that's uh, why this year the Rams went heavy youth and edge. To, so what they wanted to do this year is get faster on the outside of their defense. They rebuilt it. They had a ton of picks this year. Who's the? I don't know the defensive coordinator. Remember well, for a few years they several. had uh, what's his name Wade uh, yeah, Phillips. Had he was he was very good. They've both had the charge both the Chargers and Rams m- mow through coaches. Yeah, they just cycle through yeah. and like eh, we'll see. All right, final story. Hey. How about this, Colin? The NHL Finals, not only did they happen, but the Vegas Golden Knights won. In their Apparently, sixth they year. Scored, oh, my gosh. They scored nine goals last oh, yeah. night. I, I somehow missed that. So they um, were an expansion team. And the way it works in the NHL, these expansion teams are pretty good. They went and got a great goalie their first year. So you can only protect so many players in the expansion draft. So they cherry-picked really good players. They went and got, like, the Penguins goalie. They went and cherry-picked a bunch of players. So the NHL does a very good job on their expansion teams. They're very good very quickly. So this team has been excellent since its inception. And this wasn't even a close. I watched three different parts of three different games, and it wasn't that, competitive. That's fascinating. Who did they beat, by the way? Florida Panthers. Oh, okay. And I mean, it was not a competitive. It was We're less the- competitive than the NBA Finals. So, so let me get this right. And I, I I don't know that I could name 10 NHL players, but a, a Vegas team and a Florida team yeah. were in the NHL Finals. Yeah. What's going on with Canada and hockey? Well, you know, it, it, that's, you know, that's a great question and a great topic. The Athletic had a story about this about two months ago. It was fascinating. We don't talk a ton of hockey, but th- the question is, why isn't Canada winning Stanley Cups? And there's a lot of different reasons for it. Uh, they, and, and the writer said, here's like six different reasons. I do think it's a bunch of different things. One of the things I believe it is, first of all, there's not that many Canadian teams. They've also gotten to the Stanley Cup Finals and lost, so it's not like they've all been bad. They've had good teams. I do believe America does one thing better than Canada, and it's not disputable. Business. Oh, I thought you were going to say maple syrup. No, 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 no. Business. And the reality is we do a better job of attracting free agents. Uh, we do a better job. The aid to star agents, they move players into bigger markets and uh you know more more dynamic markets here below you know in, in in the states so there's a lot of reasons for it canada's still got good teams but and they've gotten to the stanley cup final they can't win but there, there's a lot of different arguments for it but i think a lot of it is so much of sports now is money and attracting yeah. free agents and i think america's good at that part of the i played sport. a lot of the sega hockey game yeah. in my in my youth and I love the Quebec Nordiques. Do you remember them? Yeah, great yeah. jerseys. Did they, oh, that was what was so cool about them. Yeah. Like, you're a young kid, you see this. I think they had a guy named Joe Sackick. Was that his name? Uh, Joe Sackick was a hockey player, Hockey yeah. player, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Anyways, that's the last So, the, the, the Golden Knights were big. And my interpretation of it, when you watch them, they were, they were, as a big team. That was a lot of big dudes that could skate.
Okay. They scored nine goals last night. Nine for the for the, for the non hockey fan. That is a week worth of goals. That's a they. It wasn't a very competitive series. Tough they, tough week for Florida, huh? Well, you know, losing the Stanley Cup Finals. Worst things in life than getting finals. to the finals and losing. Well, they just go, go to South Beach and enjoy the weekend. There you go. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Oh, so exciting. See, that Sean Payton showed up last year during the NFL season. And it was, in my opinion, as good a guest as I've ever had in the history of my career doing this show. The best weekly guest I've ever had. And we have a lot of them that are very good. But Sean's knowledge, because he had just stepped out of the league, and I you know, I would talk to Sean off the air, went to dinner with Sean. He was just too smart not to get back into the league. We kind of knew at Fox we were going to get him for a year. <laughs> he was just too connected. A fascinating guy, great storyteller, amazing storyteller. Uh, some good signs for the Denver Broncos. We'll talk about that. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There is something that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This weekend, it's the final push for the USFL playoffs. First Saturday at 4 Eastern on Fox, Birmingham takes on Memphis. Then Sunday at 4, New Orleans battles Houston on FS1. Followed by Philly taking on Michigan at 7 on Fox. Catch all the action this weekend on Fox and FS1. So the, the, the gap in competency in any business is usually greater than people think. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a reason why for years and years and years, pro athletes were all going to one doctor in Alabama, James Andrews, for a knee, elbow, and shoulder surgeries. It was like 75% of the athletes were going to one surgeon in the country. Uh, there's a reason that when you see a plane crash, 98% of the time it's pilot error, and yet Sully Sullenberger can land on the Hudson. I've had 20 dentists in my life. It took me until I found my 20th to find a great dentist. There is a gap in competency and excellence in the country. And so that's why the easiest team this year, if not double their win total, that will look completely different from last year is the Denver Broncos. They were so poorly coached. They were worst in the league under Nathaniel Hackett in third down conversions. Worst. And they have good offensive players. They were terrible in situational football. Couldn't manage the clock. They had three overtime losses. They played in more close one-score games, do you know this, than all but one other NFL team, 13. They were close. And they had a coach that was completely over his skis. So now they go from that. I mean, the gap between Sean Payton and most coaches is big. The gap between Sean Payton and Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan and a guy that's really a coordinator and not a coach is the Grand Canyon. And so, I mean, just look at what Brian Dable in six months did to Daniel Jones. He got him a $40 million contract. We entered the season not thinking he was a starter. Look what Sean McVay did years ago to Jared Goff. A complete bust to beat Patrick Mahomes Monday night toe-to-toe gets to a Super Bowl. Look what Kyle Shanahan did to Brock Purdy. Last player drafted 7-0. The gap in competency between a pilot, a dentist, a surgeon, a, a, again, coaching pro football is enormous. We, we just saw it in the NBA playoffs where Eric Spolstra and Joe Mazzula, Spolstra won three of those games. I mean, that's the coach of the Boston Celtics. So Peyton's as smart as any football coach I've ever sat down with. Uh, again, his understanding of detail. Cortland Sutton's a talented receiver for the Broncos. He talked about his first OTA with Sean Payton. Everything to him is is, is very intricate. You know, it's, there's there's a reason, a rhyme and a reason to everything that he's doing. And um, for us to be working on situational football as in depth as we are in OTAs is amazing. You know, it shows it shows us that you know he understands and knows. You know what to expect when we get into these games. There aren't any, there, there's going to be no waiver. There's going to be no question marks. Everyone understands that, you know, he knows what he knows what he's doing. So they would be, they won five games last year. They would be the easiest bet in the NFL to double your win total. So every year there's a team 
that if not double their win total, they had about 70%. You know, they, they, they get close. Last year, my pick was the Minnesota Vikings. It was an easy one. They went from a defensive coach to an offensive coach uh, that would elevate Kirk Cousins, and they had lost so many one-score games the year before. I said if they win half, they're going to be a 12-win team, and they ended up Vikings were a team that nearly doubled their win total. So Denver's the easiest bet in the league to double their win total, although 10 wins in that division, Mahomes twice, Justin Herbert twice, is asking a lot. I think they're a nine-win team, then closer to an 11-win team. But if you go, if you really go, they're the Minnesota Vikings of last year. If you go look at Denver, three overtime losses. That's hard to do with a with a even with a bad coach. Uh, worst third-down conversion team in the league. That's hard to do with Russell Wilson. Uh, they were so bad with the clock from the first week in Seattle on. Terrible with it. And, you know, here's the other thing. What was the first thing Sean Payton did? He just fixed the offensive line. So where you're going to see the improvement, the offensive line will be significantly better. They will be much better in situational football. And I think what you'll see, and Sean and I had talked about this before he took the job, watch Russell Wilson get back to playing some football on grass, basketball on grass, running around, being instinctive, leaning into what he truly is. So the Broncos offseason, they went and got a star receiver, an offensive tackle, a guard, and a couple of pass rushers. So I think J-Mac and I have disagreements. This is one we're aligned, which is Denver is going to make a significant double-your-win total improvement. The only thing getting in their way is the Chiefs and Herbert with the Chargers. We agree on that. We both think they'll be significantly better. Yeah, yeah, they'll be better. Now, now. We should have a second improved team. Mine is Houston. You don't buy it, but I think Houston's going to improve dramatically. I was just on social media, and I saw C.J. Stroud throw a pick six at practice today, Cowherd. I was going to bring it up to you, but I was, I was just one First pass. of all, the coverage but, was excellent. <laughs> Here's my thought. If you're raising the Broncos by five wins, who is falling down a peg or two in the AFC? Somebody has to. Um... That's the challenge, right? It's not. We don't Buffalo, pick the Chargers. Buffalo. Oh, Miami. No, I like you're Miami. falling into the Vic Fonzie. No, I, I, I would say um, who is falling down. I would say there, there are teams there that I like. I don't Bengals, know if, Ravens. I wouldn't say fought. Ravens is is to your point. If somebody's doubling their wins, where do the wins come from? I don't think Buffalo will be as dynamic. I think they have a Sean McDermott issue. Maybe Baltimore. an eleven win team instead of thirteen. How many? 11 instead of 13? 10? Yeah. I mean, Because the Jets wins. are coming up, too. Ha <laughs> ha! Got the Jets into the first hour, baby. Hey, if Garoppolo gets hurt, Ooh. Raiders are going to be bad. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com.